guys, this is Paddy and we have another question. This one says, what will happen to a person in a dispensation who dies without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ? What will happen to a person in a dispensation who dies without hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Very beautiful question. Let's get right into it. So first of all, what is the gospel of Jesus Christ? And why is it important that anyone should hear it? Let's start with that, right? So the gospel of Jesus Christ is this, that God came down to earth as Jesus Christ and died on a cross, laid in a grave for three days and arose on a third day so that three things will happen. There will be forgiveness of sins, number one, that man would have the opportunity to have a relationship with God. And number three, there will be a way of escape. Um, during judgment when judgment comes finally right and so romans chapter 5 verse 10 puts it beautifully it says the death of jesus reconciled the world back to god and so jesus came down so that the world would first of all know that god exists the world will have knowledge of god that there is a god and number two the world will, will, will have the knowledge that it's possible to have a relationship with this God. And number three, the world will be provided a way of escape um, when judgment comes. There's going to be forgiveness of sins, right? So basically, Jesus Christ coming down and the whole message of the gospel is a message of God's attempt, if you like, to reach the world and to introduce himself to the world again. And I say this because there are already ways that God has reached out to the world that if we if we if we pay attention to we can already see that God is trying to reach out to us. For instance, in Romans chapter 1 verse 20 the Bible says creation testifies of a creator. And creation is such that people who are exposed to it are without excuse. They cannot say that there is no creator. When you look at the sun, the moon, the stars, creation, and its complexity, you have no choice than to conclude that somebody must have done this. Somebody must have put this here. And and um, Ravi Zacharias put it like this. He said, if you go to another planet and you see two million stones that have arranged themselves in a perfect triangle, you may argue it out and say, oh, evolution caused it to happen. I mean, over time, these rocks came together and it became like that. But if you took a few steps forward and you saw a paper on the floor which had your name written on it, then you would have to concede that somebody must have put it there. You would have to admit that that piece of paper with your name on it could not have appeared on its own accord. In fact, how did these words even put themselves together? You see? And so, every time we see intelligibility, it suggests and posits the existence of an intelligence. Anytime we see something that has been made, it suggests a maker. And so, creation testifies that there is a creator. Psalm 19 and verse 3 says that creation speaks silently and it proclaims the existence of God without using any words. And in this dispensation where knowledge is abounding, there's a lot of knowledge around. It is even more difficult to doubt the existence of God. I mean, 
we know now that the human genome, the human DNA, has at least 3.1 billion bits of information coded into it. I mean, knowing something like this makes it difficult for you to deny that there is a God. And so the point number, the first point is that creation already testifies that there is a God and anyone who is exposed to it would have to acknowledge that there is a maker somewhere. The second point is this. Romans chapter 2 and verse 15 says, God has written his law on the hearts of people all over the world, whether they know him or not. That is to say that our consciences, right, which enables us to decide between right and wrong, God put it in us as a witness of himself. When you are born into this world, depending on what environment or society you are born into, right and wrong may vary. But the one thing that never varies is that as a human being, your will plays a role in letting your conscience choose between what is wrong and what is right in that society. So depending on the degree of light you are exposed to, your conscience um, will help you to decide what is right and wrong and your will will allow you to choose between them. Now, let me digress a little bit. You know, uh, many times I'm asked, so if you look at the God of the Old Testament and the God of the New Testament, there, there seems to be a difference. It looks as if the God of the Old Testament is angrier than the God of the New Testament. Well, if you read the Old Testament, you would notice that God, well, by the way, it's the same God. So these people are trying to, um, the people who ask these questions, they are trying to understand why there seems to be a, a difference in God's character, in God's response in dealing with the people in the Old Testament and the people in the New Testament. When you read the Old Testament, you, you see that um, God revealed himself and manifested himself to the people in there with very fantastic, wonderful miracles, signs and wonders like the sea splitting open, fire coming down from heaven. I mean, very fantastic miracles. And so when the people turned a blind eye and decided that they're going to disobey God and pretend as if he doesn't exist, God also met them with equal judgment. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is that depending on the degree of light to which you are exposed, God will meet you with equal judgment. And that is exactly how it's going to be like. So our consciences are there to serve as witness that there is something such as right and wrong. And God put it in there so that on the day of judgment, there will be something, there will be a benchmark that each individual can be judged with. In Genesis chapter 18, Abraham was talking to God and he said, Will the judge of the earth not do right? Will you slay the righteous with the wicked? God is righteous. God is good. God is just. Justice is in his nature. And so he is not going to judge anybody by any kind of benchmark that is unfair or unjust. How is judgment going to be like anyway? Revelation chapter 20, I believe verse 14, thereabouts says, Books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead 
were judged according to their works from the books that were opened right and so according to what each man has been exposed to according to what each man knew to be wrong and right god is going to judge and the bible says there's another book there was another book which was open which is the book of life and those who were exposed to the gospel of jesus christ and had the opportunity to accept or reject it they will be judged by that book and if your name is not found in that book then it's going to be a whole different case for you also so now here's the answer to this question what happens to a man in a dispensation who dies without hearing the gospel of jesus christ god has already made provision for that testifying of himself in creation implanting a conscience in us to bear witness that there is some something such as right and wrong and regardless the society or the community or the environment you find yourself in depending on the degree of light to which you are exposed you have the opportunity to choose between right and wrong and depending on what you choose you can be judged accordingly with now let me chip this one too in another thing that god has done in this dispensation and we hear of a lot especially on the internet is that god reveals himself to people especially those in arab countries who have never heard of the gospel of jesus christ you hear of testimonies of god revealing himself to them in dreams in visions and so god is always making sure that there is a way for people to know him there's a way and an an opportunity for people to um come close to him to accept him and so the day of judgment is not going to be a day of excuses everybody would be sorted out everybody nobody will have the chance to say i never had the opportunity to know god it's not going to happen and so let me take this opportunity to um invite you if you are listening to me and you have not given your life to christ you haven't made the decision to make christ the lord and personal savior of your life if you if you hear this message don't harden your heart i mean think about it if you don't believe this thing and you die and it's true i mean you start to lose everything if you believe this thing and you die and it's not true what do you what do you lose and so make that decision it's it's a very smart decision to make all you need to do is to accept in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross and he he died so that you for, receive forgiveness of sins and a way of escape in judgment all you need to do is to say with your mouth that dear lord jesus i'm a sinner accept your sacrifice on the cross save me from my sin and make you lord and savior of my life that's all you need to do then get a bible pray and ask the holy spirit to teach you as you read or find a bible believing church near you and attend and ask for help because judgment is real and trust me there's not going to be any kind of excuse you can give to excuse yourself when that day comes so thank you very much whoever said this question has been a very 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 interesting right um you too can send me your questions to askbuddy at gmail.com that askbuddy at gmail.com or you can send me your um messages questions to um directly to whatsapp plus two three three two zero zero eight six four six seven three that's plus two three three 
800-864-673. God bless you so much for listening. Till we meet again. Bye.